Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. So the reason that I love pickle juice, it's an easy way to brine. Not to say that brining takes a lot of time and energy, but there's steps to it. But when you have pickle juice, it's just already made for you. And it's just loaded with all of that salt and that flavor. It makes your poultry or meat that you're cooking nice and tender. And then it also gives it loads of flavor. But like I said, it's an easy way to just take your dish to the next level. y'all welcome to homemade i'm marty duncan you may best know today's guest as half of the twin sibling duo from tv sister sister from back in the 90s or maybe from her current show family reunion found on netflix she's always been a food lover and has always been in the kitchen since she was about six years old she was the host of tia maury at home on the cooking channel and these days she's all over social media with her quick fix series fabulous recipes cooking tips and insight into her busy home life. My husband, he likes to sneak into the kitchen sometimes. I don't like allowing him in the kitchen for this one reason. He always likes to change up my recipes behind my back. If I go maybe to the sink to wash my hands, my husband will sneak behind my back and he'll throw in some type of ingredient that just doesn't work. (laughs) So I'm definitely the one that's always in the kitchen by choice. Tia joins me today to talk about living in Hawaii as a kid, her favorite recipes, substitutions we can make to avoid inflammation, and just so much more. It's my pleasure to welcome the beautiful and talented Tia Mari to Homemade. Welcome, Tia. Aww. You are so sweet. Thank you so much. You know, when you were listing all of the things that I've done, I'm like, man, I've really kept myself busy throughout these years. You have. I'm so just, I'm very grateful to be given the opportunity to just continue to expand and to grow as just a creative person. I love, love, love to cook. Can we talk a little bit about some of your favorite recipes and things before? I want to dive into every part of your life. Yes. Oh, thank you. But before we do, let's talk about food. Like, specifically. Yes. I saw an episode where you made mac and cheese. I was just, you were going to ask me, what's my favorite? Yes. That hands down. Okay. The mac and cheese hands down. It's just so rich. You know what I mean? What's your family's favorite, right? Yes. It's my family's favorite. Like I always say that my family doesn't come over to my house to see me on Thanksgiving dinner. They're coming to my house to have that mac and cheese. But I do have to ask you this. Now, your husband makes a mac and cheese too. He he does. Which one is better? Who gets all the accolades? (laughs) 
I'm going to say my husband, Corey, his mac and cheese. There's just something he, you know what the, the special ingredient and that is, it's the cream of mushroom. Mm. It has a very earthy grounding flavor to it. So when you add that flavor profile with all of the different cheese and then the sour cream and then the milk, and then he also puts crackers on top. So to give it that change of texture, you have that nice crunch. So he'll use Ritz buttered crackers and just, yeah, I know. And so that, see, now you got my mouth watering that right there. It's the bomb. So those ingredients aren't necessarily in mine. So I will say his. Okay. So I think we need to have a showdown, throwdown sort of thing (laughs) between the two of you. I'll come and judge Okay, and I will be blindfolded (laughs) and blind taste test. We'll make it a double blind. You cook yours, he'll cook his, and then I get to decide. Okay. 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 (laughs) Okay. All right. Because your family can't do it because they already know which one is which. Okay. Did you learn to cook with your mom? Now, here's the reason I ask is because when you were of the age where you'd probably primarily be learning a lot of your cooking skills, you're working full time on Sister Sister. Yes. So where did you learn to cook? How did you learn to cook? I actually started really working in the kitchen prior to Sister Sister when I was like six years old. So my mom and my dad, they're both avid cookers. They make a lot of home cooked meals. So I was, you know, inspired and around home cooking. They worked really hard. They were both in the army. I remember reading that. Yes. And so thank them for their service. Oh yes. Oh my gosh. And you know, my dad, he retired after 20 years. My mom, she actually was able to get out of the service, but she was a drill sergeant. And she, I know, I know she helped train soldiers. It was just incredible, their background. But my point is they worked a lot in long hours, so they needed help. So my mom was like, I don't care if you're six years old, I'm going to put a stool right by the kitchen sink so you can step on that and you can help. So I started working or being in the kitchen as like her sous chef. First at six, I was washing dishes. So she wanted me to get, you know, comfortable with the kitchen. So I was washing dishes. And then I would say like around maybe 12, she would get a little more comfortable with me helping her season the, the chicken whenever she would make fried chicken. And my mom would throw all of the chicken in the sink. So she would wash the chicken and then she would put it all in the sink. And then it was just no measuring, just, you know, got the seasoned salt, the garlic salt, the pepper. So she would have me help and I would mix everything together, then set aside. But then she would do the frying because that was too much for me. A little bit dangerous. Yeah, Yeah, a little dangerous. But then I would start learning how to cut greens. She would show me how to cut the collard greens. So... That's where my love for cooking began. And then when it really got serious was when my mom really put me to the task. She said, for a week, you would have to cook for the whole entire family. I had to do that one time too. See? I did. (laughs) You know, that's when I started to learn about breakfast and learn about lunch and then learn about dinner. So really it started out as like a chore, but then it became something that I liked doing. And then once I got married... Do you have any funny stories about that week of cooking? I have a hysterical one. I'll tell you real quick while you think. Okay, sure. No, go ahead. My mom was in the hospital. And so I had to do the cooking for a week. 
I had made many, many, many times the dressing, the Thousand Island dressing that would go on the iceberg lettuce salad, but you'd make it with mayonnaise and ketchup and then pickle relish, right? Okay. So I hated mayonnaise. I never wanted to have mayonnaise <laughs> on anything. So when she was in the hospital, I made that dressing with mustard because I like mustard. Oh, yeah. did I get in trouble. <laughs> Oh, man, you tried to switch up the recipe. Yeah, my dad took a bite of that, and he said, I was like, nah. And then, yeah, I got sent to my room for that one. I didn't really have any crazy fails like that, but I do have great memories. And the memories that I just love in particular were the mornings because breakfast was very easy to take on, right? It's just scrambled eggs and just cooking some sausages or some pancakes some toast or even egos, right? You just throw them in there. And I just loved seeing like my sister and my brother having all of us come down the stairs in our PJs and just, you know, I remember feeling grown up, you know what I mean? Like I felt like an adult, So I thought that that was really cool that I was helping out and helping take care of the family in some kind of way. And we always had, you know, a lot of fun. Speaking of your sister, we're still in the middle of this pandemic. And I saw somewhere that you haven't even been able to see her for months and months and months. I know. But y'all started doing a weekly cocktail hour catch up. Tell me about that. (laughs) So because of the pandemic, I was not able to see my sister because she lives up north and just wanted to stay safe, especially in the thick of the pandemic when nobody really knew too much information about anything. So we were missing each other. And so we said, you know what, let's do, it's, it's called sibling love. And we even have, you know, how you can put titles to your chat. And so the chat was called Sibling Love, and it had my sister on it, my two brothers on it, and it was only the kids. And we would chat with each other every two weeks, and we would have a cocktail, and we would just catch up with everybody. And we would just, you know, talk about like, how are you doing? How are you feeling? How are the kids? Like, it was a nice check-in for everyone. But thank God, I was able to see my sister in December and it would had been almost a year since I had seen her. Oh, um, my word. I know. Crazy. So Cra- as we're talking about your sister and your family, I just sort of assumed that it was the two of you who were the first on television. No. But it was your brother. Yes, it was my brother, Taj. Tell us about that. We all came out from Texas. We were living in Texas at the time. And we all came out to L.A. because we wanted to pursue an acting career. Now, let's say, what were you, seven, eight, nine, ten years old? Oh, yeah. We were around, I want to say, maybe 10, 11 years old. But we came to L.A. with a dream and a goal. And my brother ended up booking first so we moved to LA for Tamira and I, you know, and then it was basically like my brother was like, step aside, I've arrived. And he ended up on Full House. And that is basically how my sister and I got our start. So he was on Full House and my mom, she was our manager. So she would take the kids with her on set. So we would sit in the stands while my brother was working and an exec came by and said, you girls are so cute. Like, do you guys want to act? We're like, yeah. I don't know how you did that show without cracking up every single day at that Jackie Harris. She's so funny. She's she fabulous. She's so funny. I don't know how I couldn't have done my lines. Well, I would have just had to laugh and laugh. Well, I'm sure that's why you had a sitcom and I don't. Girl, let me just say this. On top of all of these things that you're doing, you're also 
an entrepreneur. You have a vitamin company I read, and that stemmed from struggles that you had with infertility yes. and endometriosis. Is that right? Yes, totally. So I have my own supplement line and it's called Answer. And Answer. Yes, A-N-S-E-R. And okay. it was birthed because of my own personal struggles with my health and with my wellness. I was dealing with something called endometriosis and I've been very open with sharing my story, which can cause infertility and it's a highly inflammatory condition. So I was on this journey, a long journey of trying to find what was wrong with me, a diagnosis. I didn't know what was wrong with me. I ended up meeting this incredible doctor around the age of 25. And in order for you to be properly diagnosed with endometriosis, you have to have surgery. That's when they go in with those cameras and then they can actually see the scar tissue buildup within your uterus. And so anyway, I was diagnosed and I had one surgery, then the scar tissue just kept on growing and growing and growing. And so I had to have a second surgery. And she was like, look, Tia, if you want to be able to have a child and if you don't want to have a third surgery, you're going to have to change your lifestyle. I'm 25 years old. Right. I'm like, what do you mean change my lifestyle? She was like, you're going to have to start eating healthier, taking out dairy, and so I met with a nutritionist and I learned about food and how food can be medicine and how certain foods that you eat can either exacerbate some sort of situation that you have or suppress a, a certain underlying condition. And that's exactly what it did for me. Once I changed the way I was eating, I started replenishing myself with important supplements. My whole health and wellness did a, a huge change. The first miracle was I was able to have my son, Cree which was just crazy. And then my migraines started to go away. My eczema went away. And so I didn't want to keep this information to myself. I wanted to encourage and inspire other people to say that if you're suffering from whatever it is that you have, an autoimmune disease or something like eczema or migraines, that's not a death sentence. You know what I mean? You have the power to take control of your health and your wellness. And that's why the supplements is called answer, meaning you are the answer. Wonderful. You have the power to take hold of your wellness and reach your potential when it comes to your health. And that's the journey that I've been on since my diagnosis. So in addition to the supplements and the vitamins that you have in your collection, tell me what you do in the kitchen that makes a difference. That's a really, really great question. I stay away from foods, and I'm not saying all the time, but like Monday through Friday, I'm staying away from foods that can cause inflammation in the body, foods that trigger inflammation. And so that could be dairy, right? that could be processed sugar or just processed foods. What I've done is I've looked at alternatives. So instead of using sugar, I'll use maple syrup. Right. And I go more towards natural organic foods. And so instead of having, you know, a pizza with just regular dough, I will do a cauliflower crust pizza. Which is really delicious, by the way. It's very good. And, you know, I have a book that I had written when I was going through this whole journey. It's called Whole New You. And I have all of the recipes that I would cook for myself. Because as you know, like I was telling you, 
I love food, pasta, mac and cheese, all of that. And I didn't want to get rid of that. So what I did was I found alternatives. You have all of these nut milks that are out there. You have macadamia, you have soy, you have almond. Well, I think the key too, and you point this out so many times in the videos that I've watched is you have to also allow yourself some treats because you can't stay in a wasteland forever. You have to occasionally allow yourself things and then get back on program, right? Mm -hmm. Say, let's say we're on a cheat day. Okay. Because <laughs> here's something I've been wanting to ask you about. Okay. Biscuits. You make biscuits. Oh, girl, I love me some biscuits. And you know, the thing that I love about biscuits is it's rather quick. Yes. And you don't have to use a standing mixer. You don't need like special tools to make biscuits. It's just basically dumping. You got your hands, you're dumping and dump and stir, but you don't want to stir too hard because you don't want your biscuits to be hard rocks out. Right. But my point is they're easy and, and they're so versatile, meaning you can have them for breakfast. You can make them sweet and then you can make them savory by adding like a gravy on them for dinner. And then they're a great snack. You know what I mean? You can even put like peanut butter and jelly in between those biscuits and you have a great snack for the kids. All right. So for a quick night at home, you got the kids, the husband's home. You want to whip something up. What's your go-to? What's your number one? You know what? I'm always going to say pasta. I have this great recipe that we use all the time at the house. You put your pasta and your meat sauce with your sauce all in one casserole, which makes it easy because you don't have to have all of these dishes, you throw it in the oven and it all cooks together with some cheese. You can use whatever protein you want. You can do turkey, you can do chicken, you could do beef. And it's just very easy. You don't have to be very familiar, should I say, in the kitchen. It's something that I think that anybody could do. And what also the reason why I love this particular dish is because it's great for leftovers. You can make bulks of it. So you'll have it for dinner one day and then the next day you can have it for dinner and then the next day you can have it for lunch. So it goes a long way, should I say. <laughs> All right. One of your favorite cooking ingredients is one of my secret weapons, pickle juice. Pickle juice! Yes. I use it for everything. Everything. Tell me, about, tell me about pickle juice. So the reason that I love pickle juice, it's an easy way to brine. Not to say that brining takes a lot of time and energy, but there's steps to it. But when you have pickle juice, it's just already made for you. And it's just loaded with all of that salt and that flavor. It makes your poultry or whatever meat that you're cooking nice and tender. And then it also gives it loads of flavor. But like I said, it's an easy way to just take your dish to the next level. And I love pickle juice. I've done this when I was pregnant and when I'm not pregnant. I, I don't know. Is this a sudden thing? I don't know. Please tell me if you've done this or if it's just I'm crazy. I drink the pickle juice. Girl, when I was on Food Network Star, all of the chefs in our house, and there were 15 of us, I think, the majority of the professional chefs, they drink pickle juice as a back to whiskey. Okay. So they would do picklebacks. I never heard of it. Now, I use pickle juice for pimento cheese. I use mm. it in my barbecue sauce. I use it for yes. uh, Bloody Marys. I use it for a lot of things. Ooh. But they would actually take a shot of pickle juice as a back to whiskey. Okay. So I'm not odd. Uh-uh. No, girl. You're not. Wait, You're no. Right tell me it. about this in your in your drink. The, the pickle juice. The Bloody Mary, I use it as an ingredient. It's my secret weapon. I had, This is my first time to confess it. People always say, what makes this so tangy? I'm like... 
I don't know, but it's pickle juice. I know. It's... And where I live, and I'll send you some if you don't have okay. it out there, but we have something called Wickles Pickles, and they're wicked pickles. They're spicy, delicious, Ooh. and they make it in a pickle, and they also make it in a relish, and that is the best thing in a Bloody Mary. <gasps> I know. I've never heard of that. Yeah. Eat all the pickles, save the juice. Yeah. It's also good if you, like, sometimes I'll get a cramp in my leg in the middle of the night. Yes. You take a shot of pickle juice and it knock it right Girl, out. yes, because it's it's like an electrolyte. You know what I mean? It's bringing all of the, because when, you know, you when you sweat out stuff, you know, the salt's leaving your body. You got to put that. I'm telling you, man, it is. Pickle juice is a secret weapon it for is. all things. You're listening to Homemade. Stay tuned. I'll talk to Tia about pig roast in Hawaii, her family's favorite spaghetti and meatballs made with oatmeal rather than breadcrumbs, and more right after the break. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I'm Marty Duncan, and my guest today is Tia Mori. Your story is so inspiring. A lot of people oh, think, well, you. you know, you grew up famous and all that, but you had struggles mm -hmm. to get mm -hmm. to that point. And I mm -hmm. imagine, as many things as you do, that you have to struggle to kind of keep yourself out there, stay relevant. Oh, yeah. Let's face it, as women, as we age, harder and harder to get those jobs. Yeah. But give me some advice, some of the stuff from your website, for example, and from your YouTube channel. Tell me about like three great beauty tips. You already gave me one. Take care of yourself. Uh, that yes. was a great one. Yeah, thank you. So give me two more. Two more okay. really great tips. Yeah, no. Like you said, the first tip is definitely take care of yourself. I really believe that self-care is not selfish. How could you be the best cook, mom, best friend, whatever your title may be, if you don't fill up your own cup. So take care of you. Let's see. Another tip, I would have to say drink your water. Okay. I feel like it's one thing that we tend to forget to do. I mean, water is so important. It hydrates you. It gives you energy throughout the day. And it, yeah, it makes your skin glow. So I would definitely have to say water. I know that when I don't drink as much water, I'll feel very fatigued. You know, I won't feel as energized. And it's a great way to release toxins in our bodies. Our bodies are filled with toxicity just going through life. The air that we're breathing, sometimes the foods that we're eating. So to get that nice flush with water is amazing. Another thing I would say beauty tip is exercise. It's a great way not only to keep you feeling amazing and energized, but it's a great way mentally. I think when people think of beauty, sometimes they always focus on the outer side. But makeup, really, for example. Makeup, yeah. But really, beauty is also about within and how you feel, how you're confident, how you tackle the day. It doesn't have to be an hour workout. It could just be 10, 15 minutes or 20 minutes and doing something that you love to do. 
I always say, if you like to roller skate, go roller skate. If you like to hula hoop, go hula hoop, you know? Your husband, Corey, Yes. y'all been married how long now? Wow. It'll be 13 years in April. Now, what is the favorite thing that you cook for him? What's his favorite dish? Oh, that's a really good question. My favorite dish that I cook for Corey would definitely have to be my spaghetti and meatballs. Okay. And I really think what makes this dish special is how I make meatballs. I don't use bread. I use oatmeal. Oh, wow. And I, yes. And so I sit the oatmeal in some milk for about five minutes and then I cut up some spinach in there. It's healthy. You know what I mean? But again, I'm not sacrificing the flavor. So of course I'll saute them and some oil on each side to give that nice crust because I love when there's that nice crust. Yeah, that's where the flavor is. Flavor is, is, girl. That's where the flavor is. But then I slowly cook them in the sauce, in the tomato sauce. So I'll saute them first, and then I slowly cook them on the stove in the sauce. And he just loves it. Another one I would have to say are my lamb chops. So it's really, I call it like the lollipop cut lamb chops. Yes. Yes. He loves them because of how I season them. So I season them with herb de Provence, you know, that seasoning. Yes, of course. And then, so it's savory and then I'll chop up some mint and then I'll drizzle some honey on top. So you have the sweet and the savory with the lamb. So I would say my turkey meatballs and spaghetti sauce and my lamb chops. Those are his favorite. He loves when I make that. Listen, I am just so enamored <laughs> of you. I could talk to you forever. Oh, you're so sweet. So thank you for sharing your life and your kitchen and your stories and your family with us. We have really enjoyed getting to know you. Ah, uh, thank you so much. It was a joy talking to you. I, I love your rawness and your authenticity and just your, your warmth. And I meant to talk to you about Hawaii and cooking a pig in the ground with your daddy. Uh, because, you know, we do that here. Wait, you guys do? Oh, sure. We cook a pig in the ground. You know, Bocephus, uh, Hank Williams Jr., he has a whole song about, you know, we put a pig in the ground. All my ratty friends are coming over tonight. Yeah. Oh, so. my gosh. I didn't know that. Yes. I only, you know, because I grew up in Hawaii and it, they would they do it at luau. Right. So you know what I mean? That's kind of like the thing that they do. But my mom and my dad, they actually decided. Did I tell? I don't know if you know the whole story of this. So, while we're on the topic, but my mom and my dad, they decided to do it for the first time in our backyard. And, you know, we were kids, and I just remember seeing them dig the big pit, and then they put the pig in there, and they put like all of these, you know, leaves and stuff over it. And leaves. Over it. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't know how or why this happened, but we had a hurricane. Nobody checked the weather. Nobody checked the the weather. So we had a swing set in our backyard. So guess where that pig landed after the hurricane? On the swings. No way. (laughs) Yes. Oh, and you didn't get to eat it. No. Oh, how disappointing. How disappointing. Uh, That, that, I know. (laughs) Do you ever make it back to Hawaii? Oh, yes. Every year. But the only year that we didn't was because of COVID. Every year. That's where my heart is. Okay. One more question for you then. Okay. I haven't been. I've (gasps) never been to Hawaii. I've been all over the world and I've never been to Hawaii. And it is definitely on the top of my list once we get out of here and we can start traveling again. It's a place I want to go. And I have a great friend from my season of Food Network star, Ippy. I don't know. So I want to go and visit with Ippy and... Where would I go if I take my first trip to Hawaii? 
what should be my first destination? What's your favorite? You know, I love Maui. Honolulu is nice. It's where I grew up, but that's very commercialized. Lahaina is this great harbor where all of the fishermen and even the tourists and all of that kind of take off. And they have these really cool restaurants and shops, you know, right on the coast. And you're looking over into the ocean. But what I will say is this. I grew up eating short ribs and kimchi and rice because there's a huge Asian population there. I think one of the Food Network chefs, I don't know if it was Guy Theory or somebody recommended this restaurant, but they have kimchi pancakes from the short ribs to Spam. You've got to try Spam. Have you tried Spam? Oh, of course. I grew up in the South, girl. Okay. Yep, we yep, ate a lot spam. of Spam. Fried Spam <laughs> yep. sandwiches fried, growing yep. up with mustard. Yellow, Did you put mustard, mustard on yep. See? Yellow mustard. <laughs> yeah. My See? friend Ippy has a place called Ippy's Hawaiian Barbecue. Oh. And he does the plate lunches, but oh. very gourmet. Okay. He's a La Cordon Bleu trained chef. He was one of the best cooks on my season of Food Network Star. Wow. So I can't wait to go to his place and taste all these things from his perspective. But when I go, I want to travel around a little bit. So oh, thank yeah. you for my tips. And thank you for being such a generous spirit and spending so much time with us. We really enjoyed it. Thank you so much. Bye. <laughs> Bye. sure to follow Tia on Instagram, subscribe to her cooking series, Quick Fix on YouTube, and tune in to Family Reunion on Netflix. You can also find information on her supplement line, Answer, that's A-N-S-E-R, at shopanswer.com. Coming up on the next episode of Homemade, I'll be joined by the voice of Lisa Simpson herself, the fun and adorable Yardley Smith. There is a difference between setting the bar high and touching the bar and feeling as though you've set the bar so high you'll never touch it. You'll never get any joy out of these incredible things that you're doing. Failure is a matter of perception. So let's say you do something and it doesn't work out the way you planned. You're the only one who gets to decide whether or not you get something out of that experience anyway. You don't want to miss it. So subscribe to the podcast right now. And please, we'd love your feedback. If you could rate this podcast and leave us a review, I'd really appreciate it. And don't forget, you can find thousands of recipes, meal ideas, and cooking how-tos from the world's largest community of cooks at allrecipes.com. This podcast was recorded in Birmingham, edited in Atlanta, and can be found wherever you get your podcasts. Homemade is produced by All Recipes with digital content director, Jason Burnett. Thanks to our Pod People production team, Rachel King, Matt Saab, Danielle Roth, Jim Hankey, Maya Croft, and Erica Wong. I'm Marty Duncan, and this is Homemade.